Hey everybody, we back again. We back. All right, I'm Spencer, and of course we have our licensed clinical therapist, Naz. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. Hey there. Hi there. Just got canceled. That's from a movie. Sure it is. Uh, and with that, this is the Different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movie shows and all of the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. That's up to you. There you go. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. So today, it's just, it's just us two today. Just a couple of guys Hello. talking about nerdy shit. Two guys, one pod. Good for you. Good for you. Um, that'll probably be the title of this one. <laughs> Two guys, one pod. All right. So today we are talking about the show Secret Invasion. The great Samuel L. Jackson. A little deja vu, dude. We already talk about this <laughs> uh yes if you if you don't get it uh we recorded this but the audio was terrible so we decided to redo it did you have to know that probably not but you know what you know it now you know it now yeah for nothing all right so we take a look at a few different topics today um we're gonna be talking about sometimes your your people aren't your always your people yep. uh and then we're also going to be talking about how um in the show they talk about one of the scenes it's about how you know, on earth we already fight with each other how can we really how can we really bring in another type of species to coexist with yeah. it's tough probably not going to happen and at the end of the show he was kind of right so yes yeah so uh um with that uh naz anything before we get into the show uh so much appreciation for all our followers and our listeners and i'm excited for all the guests that we already did and then a bunch more that we got coming up something to look out to uh, i'm excited to be plugging uh the soap company and the Pin company and the candle yes. companies. It's just, yes, folks mm -hmm. are starting to buy things. So much appreciated. Uh, yes. So one thing I want to remember to say is we have questions that are in the, in the Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and fill out the little questions that we have for you and polls that we have for you. Check it out. But yeah, today we're also going to get into uh, appreciation, expressing gratitude. Cause, cause, cause it's nice to know when, when, when we did this, that you give me credit for it. There we go. We did this. Here we go. That's right. This, this is all about you getting the, the accolades. It is. Like when all my that. clients are like, I got a new job. I'm like, yeah, that's because of me. You're welcome. Yes. They're like, I'm doing so much better now. I'm like, that's that's me. Yeah. Nothing you should be either. paying me for this, but you know what? Yeah. All this. Uh, so we're going to have some fun with that, but then also have some real serious conversations about relationships. Uh, so let's get into it. Hey everyone, thanks for watching our show today. We just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. 
They are a small queer-owned business that specializes in LGBTQ plus pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community. They've gone. Anything from Gaia yet? No, nothing. Not yet. Well, me and my mama used to take these long train rides to Detroit. No train travel back then wasn't nowhere near this elegant. Coming out of Alabama, we always had to ride in the color car. It was hot, sweaty. Bathroom didn't work half the time. And we couldn't go in the dining car. So we brought fried chicken, white bread, deviled eggs, pound cake, and a shoebox. <laughs> half hour after the train pulled out, that chicken be gone. Smell way too good to wait. On these long rides, me and my mother would make up games past the time. Tell me something I don't know. That was one of her favorites. <laughs> one time she said, Tell me something I don't know about you and Susie. Me and Susie had a standing game of doctor. We'd been playing behind old man Jackson's barn. Suffice it to say, I wasn't about to tell her about that. So I made up something crazy. Me and Susie saw a bullfrog with polka dots. <laughs> my mama just smiled, even though I'd lied through my teeth. The mere fact that I did that told her everything she needed to know about me and Susie. Uh, you want to go a few rounds? Sure. Tell me something I don't know about the destruction of Skrullos. You know everything there is to know about it, period. Name of the game is tell me something I don't know. We were overpowered by the Kree. We held them off for as long as we could when we couldn't hold them off any longer. The million of us that were left, we fled. Interesting. Tell me something I don't know about the scrolls that fled. Um, they're here. Who's here? All of us. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're, you're telling me there's a million scrolls walking amongst us right now? Have you lost your reptilian ass mind? I sent out the call. 
and every scroll that isn't in Emperor George's colony, and they answered. You lied to me! Hey, we were being hunted across the universe. I had two choices. I could let my people be annihilated or summon them here to Earth. What would you have done? This ain't about me. Oh, right, but you find using us as your spies and your errand boys, as long as it's on your terms. The host gets to set the terms of the visitation. What happens when the host disappears, huh? Because you were gone. And I didn't think you were coming back. I really didn't. And you know what? Even when you did come back, there was no talking to you about anything real. Your boots barely hit Earth. And oh, it's too heavy here, man. I gotta go up to my space station. You've been up there for years. You knew how to get in touch with me, Talos, and you didn't because you didn't want me to know. My hope, my hope is that with your help, Skrulls and humans can coexist here on Earth. Humans can't coexist with each other, Talos. You've been here long enough to know that. We've been at war with each other since we could walk upright. There is not enough room or tolerance on this planet for another species. Matter of fact, neither is this train compartment. I think this is just a... Should I be worried about poison? You should be worried about spending the rest of your days in the Siberian retirement community. Yeah, don't let the relaxed ambiance fool you. I'm this close to handing your ass over to the Russians. Forgetting your rank here, Colonel Rhodes? You do not want to be playing mine as bigger than yours with job titles right now, Fury. Trust me, I'm the last friend you got. Are the Russians really trying to pin this on me? Your face is all over CCTV footage. I was there trying to stop the attack. Oh, well. Excellent job at that, by the way. 2,000 dead so far. Number will probably triple once they clear out the rubble. Meaning you not only set the stage for World War III, but you simultaneously flipped all of our allies to Team Russia. How well do you know your security detail? I know they're catching bullets first if I get shot at. What do you mean, how much do I know about them? What if I told you they were all spies? Spies for who, the Russians? Nine state actors, you know, global reach, uh, borderless operations. Hydra? Yeah, if Hydra was a bunch of green guys who could shapeshift into your daddy. So how long have you known about them? About 15 years ago, I was part of an eyes-only top-secret presentation. It's about a shape-shifting alien species that had sent a few of its light ships crashing down to Earth. The Pentagon was concerned that they might get into their heads to uh, invade us one day from the inside. That invasion is real. It's happened. That's. That's not possible. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, but it's true. And, and here's the crazy part. We're being invaded, and we can't even tell who the invaders are. 
Moscow was just the beginning. Maybe we should call our friends. No, 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 we can't jump the gun on that. You know, we get them in a fight with the scrolls, and next thing you know, they find themselves duplicated and turned into terrorists. Fury. That's this this is, is my war, Brody. I need you to back me on this. I, I can't do it. Ain't no can't in our business. There's only what you can do and what you will not do. You're right. I should have said, I'm not doing it. I just spent all the political capital I had in getting Maria Hill's body back from the Russians. Are you really talking to me about politics right now? I'm here as an envoy of the United States government, Fury. The job is political. I remember when your job was protecting the planet. We protect the planet by protecting our seat at the table. Are you forgetting who helped you get your seat at the table? Oh, so I owe you now? Is that it? We owe each other. Men who look like us don't get promoted because of who our daddies know. Every ounce of power we wrestle from the vice grip of the mediocre Alexander Pierces who run this world has earned in blood. So let's make the power mean something. Help a brother out. Carl's outside, Colonel. Colonel Rose will let you know when he's ready to go. The car's for you, Fury. These men are gonna escort you outside, then you're going to the airport. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I had travel plans. I made them on your behalf. Have you even listened to a word that I said? Yeah, I have. The world is on the line. The enemy is a million times more dangerous than Hydra, but they can only be vanquished by you alone. And you want me to make the power mean something by helping a brother out. But you should know better than most. The reason we wrestled this power from mediocre men who don't look like us was not simply to turn around and hand it to mediocre men who do. The point of this power is to be uncompromising to be unsparing, to be able to sit across from a man we greatly admire, with whom we share an entire professional, personal, ancestral history with, and to tell him without any reservation that he's fired. That's what this moment right here, right now is about, Nick. <laughs> is it you? To fire me? Nobody sent me. I volunteered. And not to put too fine a point on this, but that mess that you created in Moscow that resulted in getting one of our best people murdered, you earned all this smoke, brother. Move. Are you seriously under the impression that just because you stripped me of my titles, I relinquished my DNA? Careful, Fury. And you wonder why you're out. I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in. You know what? I, I don't get the whole dog thing. What's to get? Yeah. Dog's a man's best friend. But I mean, come on, look at that. I mean, just name me one other interspecies relationship where it's acceptable to clean up the other guy's poop. I've been cleaning up your poop for the last 30 something years. So, dog, that's rich. Ah, uh, the truth's a mother dog, right? <laughs> That's really what you think? That the whole time we've known each other, you've been cleaning up my mess. 
You got a different take on it? Oh, well, let's let's see. When I came here in 1995, you were just a benchwarming nobody in a dumpy field office in Shield. Benchwarming? You, what, did you have a different take on this? I was ascending the ranks. You didn't start ascending the ranks until me and 19 of my people signed on as your invisible spy network. You know, we fed you more dirt and intel than you could have uncovered on your own in a lifetime, so please. I mean, every time you were promoted inside S.H.I.E.L.D., we did that. Every terror attack you prevented, we did that. Every enemy you sabotaged, an ally you leveraged with dirt no one else in the world had access to, we did that. You're a smart and capable guy, Fury. Nobody questions that, but you gotta admit, your life got a hell of a lot more charm once I came into it. And do you know something? I don't even need to hear a bloody thank you from you. It was my pleasure, mate. Least you can do is not rewrite history when the guy who helped write it with you the first time sitting right next to you. What'd you stop for? We're here. At Bob? Yeah, Bob. You remember Bob? The guy that's gonna launch a nuclear attack? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. No, that's because you were too busy riding the uh, We Did That wave. You got any more abuse you wanna hurl my way? Or are you ready to go in here and take care of Bob? And then I get to say, We did that. We can do that. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Two Nerds Candle Company. Not only do they have great products, but they are also giving back to a great cause. You can tell that they take a lot of pride in making their candles. My favorite is Spock's Monday Coffee. They are also donating 10% annually to support Women in STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. You can use our code DSP or go to our link tree to get 20% off your entire order. We think that this company is great, and we think you will too. So go check them out. All right, everybody. We are back again. We back. And we're live. Just as live as Talos in the end of the movie. Nope, he's dead. So that's <laughs> it's good. It's good it's how really the show's going to go. I feel like... like you feel, know what? The show is shit, but at least the sound quality was better. The sound quality is good, but we dead inside. Like Taylor's. Yep. R.I.P. He's dead inside and out. So, there's that. Yep. R.I.P. All right. So, uh, just wanted to give a shout out to all of our collaborators. Uh, Bub's Naturals, uh, Cure Hydration, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, two nerds candle company and then also cat and raven company um you can get discounts off of most of those um if you go to our link tree or if you use the code dsp20 or the code dsp in uh one of those one of our collaborators so go check them out um and please you know get stuff because you know Got we all to, love merchandise. Yeah, we love merchandise. I mean, they have great. Everyone has great products that we've teamed it's up true. with. So, yep. you know, it's not like we're trying to be like, hey, yeah, this is some cheap shit. But you know, buy it. Yeah. Like, it's actually all small businesses, um, except for Bub's Naturals. Um, yeah. 
and cure hydration but the other ones are just small businesses trying to make it and yeah. they are really growing their community so go check them out see the soap um, the soap I, I eat the soap and then i don't even shower i just use the candles you're not supposed to do that don't you eat that soap don't you eat it what did the creator said it, it's it looks like dessert and tastes like regret something like that the owner said something like that you know and i was like hmm, good response good yeah. response All right. uh, um also go check out our merch we have some great stuff going on on there and good stuff coming so go check it out be different you already are be, yeah if you're watching this show you're probably different you look different just a little bit a little bit you got a look a touch of tism. <laughs> Dejected. <laughs> Got him. All right. So, uh, getting into the show, um, what is Secret Invasion all about? If you didn't watch it, like a lot of people didn't, apparently. Um, Thanks. A lot of people didn't. Um, it's all about uh, Nick Fury and uh, Talos trying to stop uh, Gravik, one of the scrolls. Um, so Gravik is an evil scroll. He's trying to take over the world um, by planting different po like politicians and setting up Nick Fury to be the bad guy. He's mainly trying to take over the world and also... Uh, embarrass nick fury and discredit him take away everything that nick fury stands for um and with that um they're trying to stop him but then now they're also trying to grip with how can this new species of scrolls um be and live with human beings even though we can't live with ourselves right thanks and so look Going off of the show, the show had some really good moments um, that I really liked, um, especially when it came to the development of Nick Fury um, and also having Talos there. I really loved those two characters in the show. Um, but at the same time, it was a little, got a little iffy there at the end, you know? Uh, there's some things there. But... Kind of going into uh, the first scene, we see that um, after Marie Hill is killed by Gravik, unfortunately, they're like, you know what? She doesn't really need to be here anymore. Let's just. That's part of the just... budget cuts at Disney. Yeah. They're, like, <laughs> they're just going to kill everybody that might be a little bit too expensive. Yeah. So she was one of them. Um, and. So now they're on a train uh, going to find this guy, Bob, um, and stopping him from launching a nuclear weapon. And um, and so now they're on the train. And, of course, Nick Fury is talking about how um, he's trying to get Talos to tell him a little bit more about the scrolls, right? So now he gets into the story or an anecdote of his mom and him being on the train and his mom asking him, tell me something I don't know about you, yeah. which plays into who Nick Fury really is. It's just like, even though he says he has the story that you kind of believe in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, is this true? Is he actually, 
we actually have this going on because this is oddly very close together with what he's trying to ask for from Talos, right? And so he asked Talos, like, tell me about the destruction of the scrolls. And then, of course, Talos goes on to tell him that there's millions of scrolls on Earth. And um, it's not good. It's not good at all. No. Um, I love this scene because, like I said, you get a little bit more in depth about Nick Fury and kind of how he does things. But then also he's actually shocked about the scrolls and how many there are. Because now he... He's like, how the hell am I going to fight all these people that can transform into anybody? Literally anybody. Um, so, going with that, um, I would also say we're going to get a little bit into the second half of where they talk about um, the scrolls and humans kind of coexisting. But what are your takes on uh, the first half of the scene where they're, you know, trying to get to know each other a little bit more, even though they've you know, knowing each other for years now. I think it reminds me of like a parent vibe when you get, when you, mm. when you get, well, I don't know about y'all because some of y'all some good goodies, but my big ass was always in trouble. So it reminds me of mm-hmm. uh, getting in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. And then pops be like, Hey man, I, I, I know you did this. Mm-hmm. What, what'd you do with what you took or what'd you, why'd you do this? It was never like, Oh, so what were you doing or mm-hmm. uh, do you know what happened? It's like, I oh, know, I know you did this. Uh, right. So it gives me that vibes. And as someone that was constantly in trouble for behavior issues, um, ADHD, acting up, always getting attention, like kind of pseudo bullying people in elementary or teasing mm-hmm. people just to get them to play. I was always starting shit, always ADHD is just starting shit. And it reminds me of that, of, when you get in trouble and then you come home and mom would be there and she'd be like, well, you got anything to tell me? I'm like, nope, everything's fine. She's like, the principal called, but beat your ass. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I knew this was coming. She's like, why didn't you just tell me? How the fuck do I know? <laughs> <laughs> the pops yeah. went more the Nick Fury approach being a little bit subtle. Yeah. Pops went wow, Nick Fury. your mom. Mom not. more Thanos style okay. with, uh, with Nebula. Perfect balance. <laughs> yeah. He went more Nebula style with uh with that. Oh uh, she did. Yeah, we're just gonna torture you a little bit. Uh you know, a little twist there. <laughs> um sorry for everyone who's been through uh, abuse. So um it made me think of that, just always being in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of now how I'm on the other side of this and I'm talking to students. I'm like, so your ass was drinking this weekend, wasn't you? Yo, mm. you drunk. Old drunk ass, college student ass, dumb ass. <laughs> so, so before you, I know you're not being serious. I know this. I know. I know. But so to your approach with students, do you like to have a little bit more subtlety when you're trying to get them to open up about things? Or do you kind of go a little, not totally, you know, just blunt, but, you know, not as, not as much finesse as you would on some other cases. Uh, it depends. Uh, going my father's way. So Spence, you talked about, you like this, this whole show, this, this, these scenes with them because it's real spy. It's real mental, mm-hmm. right? The, the way they attack right. things is real 
manipulative. There's just so much going on, but everything's very mm-hmm. subtle. Everything's very yeah. finessed. So yes. with students, there's a couple of different routes. Uh, acting like you're people's friend, uh, or mm-hmm. that's one route is being very friendly. So people mm-hmm. will think that I am their friends in there. And I mean, I'm very friendly, but I can't be your friend because that breaks the rules. And I sometimes I need to lay down the hammer. Well, your friend will never do that. Right. That's not their job to do that. Mm-hmm. I think what happens with me is some of that's a tactic to get them to feel comfortable, to get them to open up. And then some of it's also a game like Pops would play where we both know that you're doing wrong. I don't want to shame you for doing it wrong because that'll just make you feel worse and more anxious, probably suicidal. Right. So that's not my job is to shame you like someone mm-hmm. else would, maybe a parent would. Uh, my mm-hmm. job is to get you to like confront what you just did, take accountability for what you just did, and now let's move past it and then strategize so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. I work from a non-judgmental place where you know you, you don't have to worry about what I think of you or like expectations I have of you. That's like a parent's right. job. I'm not a parent. Mm-hmm. So what he's talking about is, you know, me and my sister were doing something. We got caught lying, right? That's a parent mm-hmm. role. You could hear like the shame or probably the fear because in f- families of color, if you mess up, you're going to get some lashes. Um, yeah. yeah you're, that's just going to happen. So it's a lot different vibe. Unless we're talking like Elizabeth and uh, our last podcast was supposedly, I guess, mm-hmm. Mexican therapists are beating people with pillows. Yeah, that was a <laughs> very interesting uh, thing I've to bring to, up. I've yet to Google that and fact check it, but I'll get to that and tonight. I would hope not, but hope you not. never know. You never, never know. know. So that subtle game like Nick Fury is a thing. Uh, yeah. But still, there's a shit ton of judgment coming his way because he is pissed yeah. off. Right. Yeah, because um, he wasn't told. Um, Talos didn't tell him about how there's millions of scrolls on Earth. Yes. And that's a big problem because now you have all these people that can transform into anybody and they could go rogue if they wanted yep. to, like they kind of are in the show. Right. Yep. And so I think yeah. the only the way that comes up in therapy, this is metaphorical. This first part is mm-hmm. when students mess up because. They hide stuff from me, which would be them most likely just not going to bed at the right times, too much YouTube. They don't want to admit that they did maybe drank a little bit too much and they're not supposed to on their medication. You know, maybe they was watching some of the funny business on TV too much or on, on, on the websites. Uh, so what I'm talking mm. about there is, uh, you know, folks that have issues with too much porn. Um, mm. And so some of those things will come up where they're shame and their guilt and then they look at me. I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, well, I don't want to tell you that I did do that thing. I'm like, what? I didn't do the breathing exercise you told me to. What'd you say? And I'm like, God damn it, Nas. I'm just, I'm a fuck up. Leave me alone. No one will ever love me. I'm like, oh, you're right. My Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of where it goes, man. They start off real shy and bashful. And then I'm right. like, just say it with your chest. <laughs> that means say it out loud, folks. Say it with your chest. Yeah. Say it with confidence. Um, so that's the vibes that it gives me, man, is, uh, is him. And I can see probably his mom doing that. You got to believe his mom had, mm-hmm. had to be like a strong ass woman, bro. Oh yeah. She was probably, I mean, for him to grow into who he is 
definitely she was very strong and he probably had some other strong influences too because you know because he talked about i think it was his uncle um in i think it was captain america uh winter soldier and how his uncle would always bring a gun with him into his lunch bag just in case anybody messed with him and then you know and then all of a sudden then you see these big aircraft carriers with guns on them that can get rid of anybody in a second so nick fury is always that's what i loved about the character especially is that they can always tie his stories into like what he's actually gonna go for in anything that he's talking about yeah and so so you're talking about a little bit about kind of it's there's a little bit of manipulation in the show now we've talked about this a little bit but in therapy you kind of have to maneuver your way with your clients right um in a certain way that may not be straightforward right but you're trying to get to the straightforward point you're trying to do it it's just that sometimes with certain people you really have to maneuver your words and say things in a certain way so that they not only see your viewpoint as a therapist but then they can see it for themselves how do you kind of maneuver that with your clients we do a little story time there you um, go i was recently talking to someone and I said no nah, i'm doing better this and that and you know i you know, when my partner brings up something, when my friends bring up something, I'm not getting as mad or frustrated, but I recently I've been getting more frustrated. Mm-hmm. I said, it's interesting because you never really get frustrated with me. So I said, let's talk about you and me. The kid looks at me like, what are you talking about me and you? I said, yeah, me and you. Mm-hmm. This is a relationship. Client therapist. I said, anytime I check you, you get a little, you get, you get a little shitty, but then you, you, mm-hmm. you pull back. And then you think about it for a second, and then and you're like, oh, man, that makes sense. From what you've told me, your partner brings up the same exact points and tries to make things rational to bring you back down to help you de-escalate things, but you get mad. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that? Why, why is that when this happens, this is how you act? And the further we went back, you know, we're looking at why is it when the boyfriend tries to help you with something or the boyfriend is happy. The boyfriend's genuinely happy with the them. Mm-hmm. They're frustrated or sad or anxious. And the boyfriend's like, oh, it's okay. Well, you know, I got to go to work. And they're like, why you got to go work? I'm staying home from work because I feel like shit. If you don't stay home from work, then you don't love me. So they're creating this fake scenario where they're being, mm-hmm. uh, being betrayed or bullied and all these things. And right. so partner will call them out on it. Blows up on them. Because they know that they're wrong and they know that they're being irrational, but the fact that the boyfriend knows and calls it out makes them feel shame. Thus, the shame makes them feel like shit, which makes them angry. Right? Being hurt mm-hmm. makes you angry. And so with me, I said, why does it happen with me? They said, I don't know. It's a different vibe. They said, I got nothing to lose with you. Where my partner, if they find out that I'm crazy, quote unquote crazy, um, mm-hmm. then they could leave. And so I get mad when they catch me in things because then they know that I'm a little bit more crazy. But you, who gives a fuck if you know that I'm crazy? I was like, ah, good point. Mm-hmm. So when you were saying I navigate these things is I'm listening to everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through the story. And I'm trying to find the holes, the plot holes. Imagine a lot of you nerdy folks that are li- watching movies. They're like, ooh, plot hole. And it, this is wrong. Or, you know, that don't make no sense. Or this little off. Or, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I remember on a couple movies there was like people in the background and shit. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. if it was a Star Wars movie. There's a full on dude in the background. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's happened a lot of times, especially with like Disney Plus shows or something. Yeah. They like, always catch somebody with like a boom mic. Yeah. I think there was someone yeah. with like a coffee cup that said like something 2022 on it, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what I look for. Or those of you who are super nerdy, the Easter eggs. So the Easter eggs is mm-hmm. looking for the rational thoughts, or the mm-hmm. thoughts that are irrational, and then combating and throwing that back at the client, not in a negative way. But in a way to show them, like, hey, this is a little bit blown out of proportion. Let's let's regulate. Mm-hmm. You're just collecting data, homie. And it is a, yeah. a form of being very tactile, being very wise. But also, the yep. older you get, you've heard the story so many times that you can almost see the plot holes just develop. Right. I had a client the other day that was neurodivergent. They said, now, as I know when something's going to go wrong at work. I tell the people, mm-hmm. hey, if this keeps going on, this is going to be horrific down in the future. I'm prognosticating, I think that's a word, that this is going to happen. Like Nostradamus type shit. Like this is, the algorithm is going to lead to catastrophe. And then they go, Nas, well, you know, why didn't you warn us? They're like, I warned you, asshole, months ago. The same way that some of my clients can see things mathematically, statistically. That's the same thing I do with yes. my clients. And it could mm-hmm. feel like I'm playing a game. And I'm really not. Most of the time, I actually speak out loud. A lot of my neurodivergent clients like it because they can follow my train of thought and they don't feel like they're being tricked. And it helps them think Mm -hmm. as well. Right. Well, other therapists will just kind of wait you out. I don't remember who it was, Vince, but I remember, oh, I'm not going to say any names. But one of our podcasters said that, you know, they just kind of wait people out and wait people out. Mm -hmm. I'd rather ask questions and dig. Right. force you into a corner and then you'll break where some people like to just go quiet i don't like to do that mm. right. that's what my father would say use your mind you can probably beat anyone with your mind as friday you know put that gun down right you got your fist you can beat him with this but also why why get into a fight when you can use your mind right um so that that there's a lot of different things it that is. go into it Another day. You should put your dukes up. You don't need no gun now. You ain't no yeah, I love a John Weatherspoon quote. Rest in peace, right? Rest in peace, yes. Yep. He's Man. unfortunately gone, yes, but left a legacy of great things. Funny things. Uh, oh, real quick. Yes. Uh, yeah. Since we just found out, um, Today's August 24th. Uh, I know uh, some of you that watch the pod uh, and, you know, I talk to on Instagram. So, uh, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Bray Wyatt, uh, the character on WWE. It sounds like he just passed away. So, I know a lot of you yep. watch WWE uh, on this. So, uh, it's a loss for a lot of folks. I know my brother was actually getting teared up today when he came in and told me. So, uh, oh, wow. So sad thing. Yeah, sad. Yeah. Let's get into the, the second part of that scene. Yes. So, in the second part, um, Talos, he is talking about how he wants to make sure that scrolls can, let's just say, integrate with, you know, Earth and humans. Uh, but of course, <clears throat> Nick Fury, being who he is, uh, black man in America, um, he knows that, uh, <laughs> he knows that, um, People are, it's very tough for people to coexist already. So how can we coexist with, you know, 
aliens that can shapeshift into anybody, right? And at the end of the show, we kind of find out that Nick Fury was very right in that situation. And even the president was just like, we're going to kill you all. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, And then Nick Fury leaves in a spaceship with his alien girlfriend or wife. So, yeah, like I said, ending. Um, um, Wasn't really that happy. People are literally getting murdered. Yeah, And he's like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go. Yeah. All right. Hey man, go. take care of yours. You know, bound that's what we call boundary spence. And therapy. See, I get you know, therapizing told you need boundaries. Hey, you know what? You you made a mess. You about to leave it. Boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. You know, boundaries, what we call it in my office is fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them kids. <laughs> After he fuck was them kids. <laughs> yeah, fuck them kids. Them earthlings. By the way, off topic, but if you haven't seen it, the movie Soul Men or Soul Man yeah. with Bernie Mac and Samuel Jackson, hilarious, still hilarious to this day. That's where actually Bernie Mac was like, "Fuck them kids." Oh, there you go. So there you go. Um, but yeah, going back to this, going back to the scene, um, I think this is a. This is what I liked about... I wish they had a little bit more of it in the show. Um, I wish they had more of Nick Fury really talking about not only being Black in America, but just getting, you know... I wish they kind of had a little bit more flashbacks about um, how he kind of struggled with just racism, not only in America, but anywhere he's been to. Um, yeah, the FBI. Because he's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's part of a secret agency. Um, and how is he supposed to, you know, move up? And how did he move up in this, you know, in this secret agency? We kind of get to it in our last scene where he's like, you know, the scrolls helped him and stuff. But I kind of wish they went a little bit deeper into that and had a little bit more meat when it came to that. Because um, I think this story should have been a little bit more about Nick Fury and the scrolls rather than, you know, some other characters that we see in the future. Um, but I think it's amazing that we get to see that, um, that perspective. Um, what are your, are you, Hey, are you a nerd? Do you like pins? If you're like any of our followers and you said yes, you should check out our collaboration with Pinfinity. They have power Rangers pins. Transformers pins, and for all of our bronies out there, My Little Pony pins. Go check out our link tree or use our code DSP to get 20% off your Pinfinity order today. Are you more of a Talos or are you more of a Nick Fury when it comes to, you know, the, the, the potential to have, you know, people being brought on like obviously you can do both and everything like that but for me i I feel like i want to say that i'm you know talos when it comes to being um confident that we that people will be able to look at scrolls and not be disgusted and actually live together and things like that but at the same time we've seen that that's a very tough thing for us to do in general so how can we really 
do that, you know? Yeah, I'm scared about that. Uh, fun, funny thing, real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Pop said he watched the debates last night. He said mm-hmm. that uh, Chris Christie, that's going for a Republican president, right? They gave him mm-hmm. a question about aliens. And he goes, I got a question about fucking aliens. <laughs> I get aliens. Hey, you know what? He could have gotten points if he brought up secret invasion. Yeah, you know, he said all the shit. It's like that. all things. God uh, damn. You can't ask me about money, economics. It's aliens. Um, aliens. I thought that was funny. That's pretty. <laughs> Can good. you imagine that question at a debate? What'd I'd probably just leave aliens? at that point. I'm like, this isn't even serious. Like, you don't even care <laughs> yeah. what I say. He just puts on his tinfoil hat, walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Spins a little, a little windmill top. <laughs> What? Oh, I don't know. It's just what is he? Is he a character from Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Is he? Uh, <laughs> oh, Instagram is people love now. Um, I I don't know, man. I would love to think that we could be that accommodating. Right. Nah, shit, man. I don't even know if I'm that accommodating because uh, we all have implicit bias, hidden biases, things that are ingrained in us, uh, racial things. Things mm-hmm. on skin color, on on sexuality, things, thing. You know, there's a lot of different things. These these the ways we live and grow up, and the eons and the ages. You know, he said we've been at each other, trying to kill each other since we could walk, and it's true. We've been killing and greed and gluttonous, and you know, taking other people's land. It's been intense, and so even at this day now. Mm-hmm. I got a kid come in. You know, they said they grow up in a Republican family, conservative family, and they said, right? I mean, I came here and I see I'm meeting a lot of people of color, meeting a lot of queer folk, and it's cool, but also it's new and it's kind of kind of scary. And I said, yeah, this is mm-hmm. we got everything on this campus, everything. I said, you're right. going to see some some speakers that are left winged, and you're going to see protests maybe against that. You're going to see some speakers that are right wing protest against that. You see a lot of different stuff. Um, we just can barely even live together now. We're so divided politically, culturally, socially right now on so many different things. Spence, mm-hmm. you know this. We've talked about it. And the, the culture wars, the cancellation stuff. Yeah. But you also wanting to protect and be empathetic for people, uh, empathetic mm-hmm. and, and be careful because you don't want to hurt folks. You know, it's it's just interesting times. It's interesting times to see some of the the vitriol and violence. And America is not even as bad as some of these other countries. That's what's wild. Mm. Some of these other countries, you will be convicted by, you know, you're gay, you, you will get killed. Uh, it is mm-hmm. against the law in some of these nations. Not saying that, you know, America's wonderful because it's better, but I'm just saying that it's scary in a lot of places and humans are quite terrifying. Mm-hmm. I just can't even imagine aliens. I feel like every movie shows that aliens are either going to get captured and like we're going to steal their information or we're going to murder them and, and do experiments on them. We're going to probe mm-hmm. them. Or no, they're going to probe us. Probe each other. <laughs> two dudes, one pod. No, two dudes, one probe. Jesus oh my gosh. It's all about peace and love. Um, yeah, uh, peace and love and probes. All right. Yep. But I don't know, man. It's tough. I think me and you would like to believe that if we knew that this 
faction of individuals was helping the world that wouldn't right. trust them. But you know, right. that's not the way governments work, though. The people and the governments that rule us vastly different. True. It's kind of like the quote from Men in Black. People or a person can be understanding, but people are wild, crazy animals. Bruh. So, yeah. Yes. It reminds me of Talk also, else. don't look up. When mm. that super, super, super rich dude like takes off and leaves all the people to die and then they oh, get yeah. to like the new planet or Mars or whatever and then all the aliens like kill them all instantly. I was like, yes! Is that what happened? Yeah, it's in the movie. Yeah. Is it? I don't they, remember that part. They escape Earth like in a pod. Yeah. And I thought they just like blew up or something no, in no, space. No. They get to some they get to some planet and then like all these aliens instantly kill them. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um but I just the, the ability to coexist because of greed and, and money is improbable. Yeah. Improbable. And so I get when he says it. So this is a good scene, a good metaphor, a good, very literal description, actually, of how Mm -hmm. many of my clients that are marginalized identities that are on the spectrum and neurodivergent is these people won't accept me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right. Me being queer, me being uh, trans, me holding a different identity as someone that's disabled or wheelchair bound is that when you are different than the population. You might not actually have much value. Uh, we see that a lot with people of different older ages and disability. Mm-hmm. So if you can't produce, the world really doesn't care about you. You get a small income, some kind of shitty insurance, and you know, good luck. Right. Um, so it's intense, right? I went full circle on that scene. I know we made some jokes a second ago because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that are going to identify with that and going to feel like Talos. We can coexist. And then we know that the other version of us knows throughout history. Uh oh. If yeah. you do want to exist, you will have to fight. And as we just shot that pod and we just did the pod on Martin Luther King and we talked about mm-hmm. meaning in life and giving meaning, some some people will have to sacrifice their bodies uh, for rights, yeah. which has been a lot of folks of color, a lot of women, and a lot of black folk. Mm-hmm. Interesting yeah. things. Um, good, great scene. That is a fantabulastic scene. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why I was like, when people were saying, like, man, the show sucks, I was like, what are you talking about? The show's like, in the beginning, it was just so good because it just stayed on that topic and how just kind of we we have our, our biases and discrimination, no matter, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's aliens or if it's, you know, our own people. Um, and with that, yeah. we can go on to the next scene. So. In this, uh, we have Rhodey coming back. He's finally back. Finally see him again, I guess. Um, yeah, well, spoiler alert, he's a fucking scroll. So. Spoiler alert, he's an alien, and that's why we're going to kill them all. <laughs> we're going to kill them all, like the president said. Kill them all. Um, but so now Rhodey and, is having a sit down with uh, Nick Fury. And they get into a talk where uh, it seems like they keep on trying to like one up each other, right? And I'm just, for some reason, I I always felt like Rhodey was a scroll because I was like, this doesn't seem like the same Rhodey that oh, I told me that. Yep. 
Yeah, because it's just like his personality, like, don't get me wrong, he has like, a, you know, he can have a cocky attitude, but he's always been like a little bit more of a peacemaker. And also because, you know, he had to, he was friends with Tony Stark. He's always been the one that the level headed one. Right. Yeah. And now he's all like cocksure and just talking shit and everything. Boy talking about like yeah we'll blow up this country and everything and you're like what the fuck is happening here um and then they start getting into more of um especially nick fury saying hey man they don't have people like us up on top and it's hard for us to get up on top so why don't we just help each other now um and of course roadie's like why would i doesn't matter if i help you we want to we want to get the best person there. We don't care about what color they are. We want to get the best person in the roles and stuff like that. Brings up an interesting topic of do we, do we help the people that look like us or do we help those who might be the best fit for whatever it is? Right. Um, Which is an interesting question. And, you know, I wish we could say that we could have, you know, somebody who's qualified and then also, you know, someone who looks like us, someone who, you know, has, who's different from the molds that we're used to. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I'm, I'm on the, I'm more on the Nick Fury side, I think, especially those who don't really have the chance to really prove themselves in a certain position. Think you should give it to him and a lot of people be like well you give up your job well first of all my daddy black all right <laughs> you black as hell so he, he black. i'm gonna be like miami dolphins coach and be like hey <laughs> so people if you didn't know the nfl put in a rule that the teams that have uh coaches who are people of color get a bonus get extra money or something like that or a pick something extra like that pick, I think, and money, yeah yeah so you get both and the miami dolphins coach looks a little like me he's uh he's light light skin all right he's uh very light he's been tanning a little bit but yeah. doesn't help still got straight hair um and uh yeah i think that um i think that's interesting also so that's kind of one of the things. Uh, Nas, what are your thoughts? You know, you watch the scene and you see these two very powerful, very intelligent, very high-ranking mm. black men, you know, and they're both playing this chess game again, this manipulation, this con, this strategical game to see who breaks first. Mm-hmm. And Nick's leaning on, hey, man, like, we're brothers, man, well, you know, spiritually, right, ancestrally. Mm-hmm. But also, like, hey, man, we've been through a lot of shit together, so, like, help me out, and, like, I'm trying to help no, you so. out and protect the yeah. world. Super yeah. weird. Obviously, he's a scroll. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, Rhodey should understand that, you know, Nick's never done anything bad to hurt the country, so why would you doubt him now? I mean, all the shit that's happened, you doubt him now? That's what I never understand. Well, I would also say that it's, like, his his thought process has been put in doubt for, like, you know, most of the movies and stuff, because Captain America was like, why the fuck are we doing S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's literally, you know, Hydra. Yeah. And you didn't even see it. You didn't yep. even see that shit. True. You know, true, true, true. so and then he escapes on that. this thing and they say he's got depression. And he's old. 
I get it, but still, like yeah. you're questioning. Yeah. Him, sure. Why question him? It's, Let him do his thing. Worst case scenario, he dies. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But supposedly, you know, that Russia thing killed everything. Besides the point. Right. This is a scene of two people of color, two people of marginalized identity sitting in the room and being like, hey, let's use both of our privilege as these mm-hmm. minorities in these roles to continue moving forward. Mm-hmm. And Rhodey's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. You're washed up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess with you. You're toxic. You're dead weight. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. I can see if it's true. Cut, you know, cut them loose. And I think this is interesting because not all folks in the business world, you know, because it's a lot of white bodies, a lot of cisgendered individuals, a lot of very straight individuals, a lot of white folks just in general, man. And, you know, you maybe you hold those identities. It's completely fine. But it, it's hard for a lot of us to maneuver and operate. Especially if there's a lot of neurodivergent individuals. So when you finally find those people, you want to believe mm-hmm. that you yeah, got your back and your friends, but you got to be careful because in this world, it's I'm going to cut you down or sabotage you. That way I move up and you look shitty. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of my neurodivergent folks, they get into the business world, they get into the profession. What's the word I'm looking for? Industry. They, they don't understand these political dynamics and, and the cutthroatness. They don't get it. Many of them do, but some of them do not. And they don't want to play those games. And I have to tell my clients, like, hey, man, maybe you need to go to a couple of these things, these hangouts or these cookouts or this or that. and Or maybe you need to talk a little bit more. Maybe you need to pull back and hold your tongue, let other people talk. Because maybe mm-hmm. you're a dude and you're talking too much. You need to make sure that other people, women or other folks that are black and brown talk before your ass gets up there in your soapbox. Mm-hmm. Well, I got things to say. Well, you know, hold it a minute like I do. I wait for a lot of people to talk and then I'll start articulating everything and then tying in everything that was said. I'm strategic. For one, I can collect a lot of good data and I get to steal some of their ideas and then make it seem like I'm the intelligent one in the room, but then I'll also get to affirm and validate everyone that said stuff. And it makes me sound like a really good listener and that's how I build partnerships within the community in the business. Um, but not everyone will be your friend. And here we see Rody kind of betray his boy very cautious. Um, I don't want you to be guarded, you know, with everything, but be cautious. Just because they may look like you, act like you, talk like you, does not mean they are with you. So when you're starting these new jobs, folks that are neurodivergent, be cautious. Don't talk bad about anyone. Don't say anything sideways. You can be a little bit goofy and funny. Be cautious, though, until you get to play a little bit more time, and then you get to see who your people are. And then you'll be like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah, I do fuck with you. Kind of like how me and Spence met. You know, you get you, you talk to each other uh, playing basketball a little bit on the sideline, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then you you know we're sizing each other up like this motherfucker. Is he okay? Let me say something stupid, see if he laugh. Oh, should he laugh? Yeah. Oh, that's usually laugh. how it goes. Right? He laugh again. Oh, okay. You like you like pizza, motherfucker. <laughs> oh shit, he like pizza tappings. Extra tappings. Who about supreme? Oh my. I'm not hungry, I promise. First one. That's first one. First one out of four people. Um, yeah. But you have to find out who your people are. Uh, slowly, mm. I find my pocket everywhere I work. Who are my people? And it's not always my immediate coworkers. Sometimes they're outside of your department. Um, you know, that's the thing that's very common. Not all skin folk are kin folk. So be cautious with that too, right? Because people are always trying to do best by themselves. Don't get it twisted. I do the same, but I'm not trying to cut others down. 
I'll probably end on this for this scene, but I just got done watching the. Excuse me, I have to yawn. Boring you over here? I was tired. Mm-hmm. It was a long day on the computer. Sure. Um, sure. <laughs> I just got done watching Hard Knocks, the New York Jets, and oh, yeah. Ravasala. Shout out, Detroit native, Dearborn, Michigan, fellow here Arab. What's up, dog? Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. There it is. He talks about these different versions of people within a company. He's like, you got mm. your survivors. I forgot what the next one is. Then you got your people that are like committed, and then you got your commanders. Mm. So there's these different versions of people. One is that just gets by, does the bare minimum of his shit. The next person does a little bit more, but they don't reach their full potential. The next one does everything there is to do. He said the commander, the last one, not only do they do everything that there is, but they also bring people with them. They make the team better. Hmm. And so he showed a picture of Ray Lewis in that moment. Makes everyone better. Um, I think that's something to think about. Just because someone may look like you does not mean that they're going to bring you up in the thing. And doesn't mean you always need to bring everyone up. Mm-hmm. If you are in the business world, try to find out who your people are. Do a little bit of talking. Nothing negative. Make sure that you validate people that are in the room. If you do hold some powerful and privileged identities, make sure you be like, oh, yeah, I second what Jessica said. I second what Bobby said. It doesn't just even type it in the comments if it's a Zoom meeting. Try to do those things. Try to use your power and privilege in a positive way to bring others with you. There's enough Mm. pie, metaphorical pie, money, comfort to go around. There is. Which leads us into our the last thing we just actually talked about is, you know, could we exist together? Of course we can exist together, Spence. The question is, mm-hmm. can, will we? Can we? Will yes. We? Will we? Fuck no. 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 Um, um, and then before we get into it, I'll also say that Nick Fury is also, like, on the run because they think he shot Maria Hill. And yeah. killed her when actually it was Graphic who shapeshifted into Nick Fury and a creepy ass little girl with a balloon. So yeah, you know, you know, here here's one of them old tropes. You know, black women shooting shooting our white women. <laughs> it's one of them old oh, tropes. They did it again. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Taking our even women. the Russians just be talking in like a southern accent and be like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. He's not one of the good ones. Uh oh. Jeez. If someone ever All said right. that to me one day, I would literally die. Like, Naj, you wanted a good one. So I'm like, what do you mean? Wait uh, a minute. Hold up now. <laughs> it's because I can read good, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> That's me being sarcastic. Um, for those of those that you may can't not read catch, good, right. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. You can't read good. <laughs> well, for those of you not catching what we lay down, and some people will say that you're one of the good ones, you're not like them. So you're not right. one of the folks that is. You know, too black, too brown, too Arab, too gay, right? Too yeah. flamboyant, um, things like that. So when they say when yeah. you're one of the good ones, that's not an actual compliment. It's it's kind of a no. shot at your people. Yeah, it's literally them saying like, "Hey, you're finally on our side." Yeah. Question is, what is your side? You won't fight if we, you know, come in in a mob. Like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. We won't, we won't fight you if we come with our flag and claim that this mm. is the uh, Confederacy. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, on to the next note. Um, it's my favorite scene. Yes, yes. So, you know what? Since it's your favorite scene, why don't you go ahead and just wrap it a little oh. bit? Why do you like it? You know, yeah. 
Because we did it. I feel like Kirk Cousin. <laughs> what, did, what did Kirk Cousin say? You like that? Oh, f- oh God. Fuck it. I try to forget everything that man says. It's like, all right, calm down, veiny fucking forehead. All right, we got it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so Spencer from Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings football team, right? Spencer just likes him because he like chokes at everything. He's a good quarterback, but he doesn't ever show up in the big moments. Okay. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> um. So this scene is interesting. So you have both of them in the car, and they're getting ready to go yeah. stop this bomb, like Spencer talked about. Because this, this nuclear warhead that's in the submarine is pointed towards one of these helicopters that's going to shoot down the president. Um, yep. And it's terrifying. So they go in to kill Bobby. I love Bobby. I get to say Bobby today. I know. I was in it. You say it anyways. Even I know. There's not a I, character I, I named Bobby. With, you find yeah, a way. I get to say it because it, it means something, though. It's not just me just having to rest. No. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, maybe. No, I mean, I'm not even going to finish the thought. Yep, okay. get back to the scene. Nope, get, get back, back to the scene. scene. Don't yeah, stay on scene. Stay on scene. Uh, I like me some Bobby now. Nope, stay on scene. Uh, stay on scene. Uh, um, he's like, hey, dude, it's a very powerful scene, and I can see many of my couples in this situation, or many, like, if you're business partners, um, I've had yeah. it where I've had to help certain parties negotiate things with their partners that fall out. Hmm. It's like, you know, that are in charge of like big money things. You know, it's like one does a lot of the work or group projects. One does a lot of work. The other one doesn't. And that Mm -hmm. person gets a good grade, even though you did a lot of the work. And it's like, hey, man, look. Taylor says, look, 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 I I don't even need the. The affirmations, I don't even need you to say thank you. It doesn't mean anything. Don't worry about it. But don't sit in my fucking face and then tell me that you did it all on your own. Don't rewrite history in front of me. Don't. Don't just take me and my people out that have died for you and have fought for this country and the human race. Don't do that in front of me. You can say whatever you want to other people, right? I'm not asking for much, but don't shit on me right in front of me. And that's, I think, very appreciated for me watching that scene. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking all the couples I work with. And mm-hmm. it's that scene played out. Is One of them is fed up and now resentful, Talos. Mm-hmm. Fury's kind of oblivious to what's going on and doesn't think anything's wrong because we're trying to get a mission done. Taylor's right. like, hey, man, you were shit before we got here. Who do you think was feeding you all the information? You weren't, you were just some guy in a cop car. And, mm-hmm. and then you were the biggest and the baddest thing. Why do you think that was? Mm-hmm. And so the whole scene is about Taylor's finally being like, hey, dude, I don't need you to say thank you. I don't need you to say, hey, I did this because of you. But that's what he wants. Yeah. He wants the acknowledgement. So this scene is about acknowledgement, resentment, anger. It's about him wanting his people to be here in, in America or the world, technically the world, Earth. Mm-hmm. And Fury being like, you know, not acknowledging what they've done to Earth. They've, in Taylor's mind, they've earned this. Right. They, they have earned this. And Fury really doesn't, he sees it. But if you admit some of these things, then technically you have to get them to stay there quicker. So without admitting it, then you can ignore it and be like, you know, go fuck yourself. Hmm. Keep feeding me information and we'll get to the next point. Uh, or the next point in, in Marvel. Right. And so that's why I like it because it's 
there's two grown ass men having it out, and then Talos being very vulnerable. And I'm gonna repeat it again. I don't even need you to say anything, man. Just don't rewrite things in front of me. The other day, someone took credit for something that I did. And I looked at them. When I looked at the other person that was looking at them, I said, gee, for real? Mm. Okay. I would have never, I would have never have done that. Never. I joke a lot about taking credit from people. I would never Mm -hmm. take credit from anyone. And then someone did that. I said, okay. Something so stupid, so small. Stupid means Mm -hmm. nothing, but you took credit for it. Okay. 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 Man, whenever I say okay like that, it's my dad. Okay. He's just, yeah. when he was mad, he was, he, when he was mad, he just keeps saying that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I got you now. I know who you are now. I don't want to say all the swear words, but I know who you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, Google me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, pretty much. And so, I mean, yeah. that's where I'm going to stop now is yeah. in a relationship, that resentment over time is like, hey, you know, I've been doing the dishes, I've been cleaning the house, I've been paying the bills, or hey, I always do this one thing and I tell you to do it, you never do it, then I have to do it. I'm going to stop mm-hmm. doing it, now it's up to you to do it. Right. And then eventually, you know, one partner waits until the other one breaks, and it just... Just say, tell people that they are appreciated. Mm-hmm. Those of you that are neurodivergent, we're going to talk about all that in a second. I'm going to kick it back to Spence, but we're going to talk about appreciation and how if it's not there or if you don't show up in things, friendships, relationships, businesses, jobs, then when you, the other person recognizes it, they see it. So we're going to get into that in a second. Spence, what were you think? For one, also, the scene was funny as shit. But Spence, what yeah. were you thinking when you watched this scene? Definitely thinking about how in anything that i mean just like you said it's just kind of bringing the acknowledgement into the fold just goes a long way it's like not even you don't even have to it's not like you have to give somebody like a plaque or anything but just acknowledging that they're doing a good job goes a long way no matter what i actually had somebody uh, so i'm working in a in a retail setting right now and I actually had one of my bosses be like, I really appreciate you and like what you're doing. You're doing great. You're a rock star, all that shit. And it was just, it, it's like one of the first time in, I've been doing retail since like for like eight years. I've been doing that for a long time. And just hearing that for like one of the first times is like, it's so nice. And I know like, I really appreciate that person for saying that. Because uh, a lot of the time people get mixed up and just forget to tell people that they're doing a good job. And I'm assuming Nick Fury, his personality, it's not very the Loving. good job type. He's yeah, not a no. good job kind of guy, you know, um, obviously, as we see in the scene. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the big things in this is just making sure that you give people credit that have actually helped pave the way for you and have gotten you successful. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and that's like, and you can go with any route with that. You can even go like 
with race and everything like that. Like, look who paved the way for where we are today. And, you know, don't don't just, you know, not acknowledge those people. You always have to give it up to them. So, yeah, race, gender, sexuality. Mm -hmm. There's so many women that have died for so many causes, so many queer folk, trans folk that have died for so many causes. I mean, you want to look at some crazy stuff. You go look at the ADA laws when they were fighting for disabled people's rights and how people were completely crippled, crawling up the stairs, Capitol Hill, crawling, the legs dragging. People just mm-hmm. very disabled like my father and making it up top. And so they were so embarrassed that they had to pass the act that day. They had to pass it. There's so much bad publicity about making sure that people had accommodations under the law and they were protected. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Spence, I was going to say something to you and I forgot, but I, one of the things was also like, you know, Tony Stark, he wasn't that good at things either. I remember even with Spider-Man, he was like, you know, all right, you, know, you might've did okay, kid. Like you did. All right. Good job. Yeah. And then, you know, Tom Holland's like, oh my God, he said, you know, he liked me. Hey, hey, this is your co-host Spencer, and I'm bringing you a special message from our collaborator, Silver Dollar Candles. They have great sense to go with great messages, just like best dad ever, true crime and chill. And my personal favorite, when this candle is lit, give me that You can also make your own candle and message that fits you. So go use our link in our link tree to get your order placed with Silver Dollar Candles today. I did good, right? And Tony's like, calm the fuck. Like, all right, bro. Like, be a little subtle here. All right? Yeah. Be be A lot of things to learn. Spidey. Spidey. Um, (laughs) For those folks that are neurodivergent, uh... Maybe you're not picking up on some subtle things. Maybe communication isn't your best. Obviously, it's not everyone, but some folks. Is make mm-hmm. sure that your person knows that you care for them or that you appreciate when they do things for you. Right? Uh, you know, you know, sometimes my father will remind Celine, you know, hey man, make sure and I know it's always bullshit because, you know, yeah, I'd be like, man, did you tell your brother thank you? Like, even if not around, they'll just, like, randomly come mm-hmm. up to me and be like, hey, man. Like, what's up? Hey, man, Dad, uh, thanks for all the stuff, man. And uh, thanks for taking me on the trip and stuff. And I'm like, Dad, tell you to do this? No. I'm like, all right. Um, <laughs> Still, uh, you know, that's stuff. Because I've been in that position good. myself. I've been in that position myself where I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to, like. Yep actually say something in the moment like i forgot to actually say like oh thank you for doing this or like i really appreciate you and all that stuff i've been in that position myself and i've had like people have told me like did you say i was like oh shit yep we've all been there so we've all been there we've all been there um i'm also getting that folks that are just a little bit more stoic and make sure that your partner knows that you care or appreciate them what i hear a lot is from my couples you know and i do couples therapy is that one party feels neglected or that they're not loved or that they're not, you know, being paid attention to. And my other kids like, man, I love them to death. Mm-hmm. How many times I got to tell them that? I said, you need to do little subtle things. You need to talk to your partner, see what they want, what they need. You need to make sure that you're doing at least little tiny things that are outside of your norm. Well, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Because that makes them feel good. And if you love them, you will help them feel good. Now I'm talking about people not being overly needy people. Boundaries got to be good too. 
Yeah. And I'm making sure that, you know, when you're lacking, that we step it up just a smidge, just a smidge to make sure that they feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about homies, yeah, something as simple as me and Spence playing basketball. And, you know, I set a pick for Spence. Spence knocks down a shot, right? When we're running back on defense, we slap hands. That makes me feel good, right? Because I'm out there bullying oh, yeah. people to where people like you get a free shot. My yeah. shit doesn't show up in the stats. Yours does. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, when I totally. kick a pass to someone and they make a shot, I mean, I love slapping hands afterwards because it just feels good, the appreciation. Yeah, and I love doing that too. I love showing that appreciation for even if it's like one of those small things, even if it's like just a layup or something, always giving that appreciation because, you know, it's especially with basketball, some people get hyped about like all the like the smallest shit or like night, not that now everybody gets hyped with like just a normal move and shit like that. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, just doing a layup. Hey, good shit. Keep on going. Keep on run it back. Run your ass. Run. And the thing is, is though, if you don't show appreciation to some of the big boys, we ain't running back. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. (laughs) And so that's why you got to show appreciation in teams camaraderie right you have to show the other people like hey man everyone has to eat on the team metaphorically eat everyone has to touch the ball everyone has to get some type of praise if you're uh you know playing football you know the big guys out there blocking or tackling you gotta slap them out of touch be like hey man good block that that stuff goes a long ways same thing if you're a professor or teacher making sure that you acknowledge when there is little successes maybe they did a little bit better on their examinations Maybe they spent some extra time in study hours or office hours. Let them know, like, hey, I see, I, I see you. Let's say you're a therapist now. And I, I tell people, I told someone last night, I said, you know, I repeated, you good? I said, you know, girl, I ain't, I ain't the nicest person. We know this. I'm not just gonna give mm-hmm. you affirmations and kiss your ass. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Get the hell up and let's go do some work. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, that's what I like about you. And I said, yep. But last week I felt you needed a long, uh, you know, a boost. Felt like you needed a pep talk, and I wanted you to stop thinking about this nasty stuff, this negative stuff. And I wanted to sit on these good vibes, and I said, "I see you. People see you. The team sees you." Lo and behold, this week they got some of the best news and affirmations they could have got. I said, "I told you." And the shit I said last week was not just because I felt like being nice or like I was, uh, what's the word? I sympathized with you. It was not, mm-hmm. what's that word people don't like? And yeah, it's sympathy. They didn't, I, I didn't yeah. have sympathy for you. That's why I did that out of guilt. I did that because I was telling you what I see, the potential. And the good work, I recognize you. And other people recognize you too. Well, you know, they don't be saying that. And then boom, they said it. Getting that acknowledgement at work or from your therapist, like, hey, man, you did pretty good this year, this summer, this semester. Like, hey, I see you didn't stab that guy as hard as you did the last guy. So <laughs> I haven't got a stabby joke in a while. Sorry. We don't condone stabbing on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Maybe you need to make a t-shirt of that. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. I don't stab <laughs> people for fun. It's for work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yep, underdog put it on a t-shirt. Underdog put that on a shirt. Um, so that's all though is okay. Those things feel good. Yeah, uh, it feels good when I hear them from my professors, my mentors. It, it, it mostly feels good though from my clients. 
a human just emailed me. I don't even know if they watched the pod or not, but they just emailed me and say, Hey, I appreciate everything that you did. And, you know, I'm graduating. It's been a year or so now. I just want to let you know I'm doing good and I'm happy because of you. I said, I'm a damn. I always feel like the Mike Tyson scene that we did, that'll always be stuck in my head. It's just, I said it in an email once to someone. I said, You're just so easy to love, kid. I want to. That's how I feel with this person that just emailed. You're just a good person, man. It was easy. So easy sometimes to love some of these individuals, even though they hate themselves. So a therapist's job is sometimes to show them. Last thing. Hmm. You want to feel good about yourself? Sometimes showing gratitude or appreciation to others, piping their gas and other people up and seeing them change their affect, their personality. It gives you the good vibes and the good sauce, the good juju. You're like, oh, shit, I made someone's day today. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Yeah. I remember my dad, my autistic ass. I'd always be like, you got a haircut? I'll say it to like, like a client or like a family member. And they'd be like, yep. I'm like, okay. I thought so. And they'll be like, what? My dad will be like, dumbass, tell people it looks good. I'm like, oh, you're right. But what if it doesn't? He said, just say it anyways. It's like, okay. <laughs> I like your haircut. Nope. You got one, didn't you? Yep. yep. That's knew all it. I used to say. I was like, oh, shit. Knew it. You got new earrings, huh? They're like, yeah, they're nice. You like them? They're new, aren't they? <laughs> they're real new. They're new. They're new. They're shiny. Motherfucker shiny. Uh, <laughs> so now I, I always follow up. He's like, make sure you do that. Makes people feel good. Like, motherfucker, I ain't trying to make them feel good. I'm just trying to make sure that I thought this was different. You know, why you change this shit? You know, your hair should look like that. You look like a... I'm not going to say it. Uh, I would also say is that, you know, people also show affection in different ways, too. Um, And that not everyone's going to be the same. You know, for me, I like to give gifts to people to show that, you know, uh, I appreciate them because especially if it's something that I know that they're a big fan of or anything like that, love doing it. Um, that's one big thing. Like, you know, like if I see, for example, for Nas, if I see either like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, any type of nerdy Lego set, I'm just like, I like that. I like that stuff like that right anytime you uh, see a, a well muscular oil man you're like Nas would like this there he is there's finally come out the closet again <laughs> always <laughs> I'm back <laughs> in and out you know just like <laughs> you ever seen it you, you ever seen it where like somebody like in Family Guy, when they have like the uh, the door sensor was like ding 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 yeah. ding ding. That's you going in and out of the closet. The closet, okay. <laughs> ding, I, was ding, thinking, ding, ding, ding. I was thinking more like that movie that I watched, uh, uh, the one where Leonardo DiCaprio makes all the money in the stocks. What's that called? Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. It's like I I I, I, I leave the closet or I, I I'm going back in the closet. Like no, I'm staying. I'm staying outside the closet. <laughs> I'm just I'm staying. I'm, I'm staying. staying. <laughs> you thought I was gone, but I'm staying. I'm back. All right, that was fun. <laughs> uh, you yeah. were talking so about don't... you gift giving. 
Yeah, that give give it's a way I show appreciation because sometimes I don't say it in the moment and stuff like that, and my mind goes to instead get them something to show them that you know, hey, I appreciate what you're doing, you know, all that. I also get gag gifts if somebody like, for example, you're a Detroit Lions fan. I'm gonna get you a Vikings hat. Just to fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> My dad looked at me and said, What the fuck are we gonna do with this? I was like, I don't know, swimwear. My dad said, Especially uh, behind the weirdest shit. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just stuff like that. Um and people show their affection in different ways. So sometimes it's through speech, sometimes it's just touching. Um yep. and it's Acts it's always different. Yeah, yep. and, and it's so, always different. But yeah, Talos was uh, acts of service by helping them, and mm-hmm. so he just wanted to be acknowledged, which was the affirmations, yeah. the words. Right, and um, that's the thing. I don't even know what Nick Fury wants. He's just like, I did my job. A soldier. Yeah, he just wants a soldier. Um, yeah, but his, his biggest thing is trust, and so if he trusts you, that means like you know he has love for you. Yeah. Um, and so Nick Fury is a little bit more stoic and reserved, you know, black dude. Okay, I fucks with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, Spence. You said if your words of you, if your versions of love and affirmations and gratitude, expression and all that, are different mm-hmm. ways, then make sure your partner knows what they are. That way, when you're doing these things, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, okay, that's him loving me. Right. Instead, they're gonna be like, why the motherfucker keep buying me sandals? <laughs> like, Maybe you need to be pivoted. Instead of buying this, you need to buy that, right? You know, some variety. Um, you know what is hilarious, though, is that you were so doubting. I bought this man Pokemon Crocs. I was like, he's going to fucking love these. I did like them. Love. And of course you do, because yeah. not only are they comfortable, but you can catch them all with them on. So, w- Word of advice, though, if you're wearing Crocs you and they get wet, and then it ends up tearing up all your feet. So if you're doing yard work and they get wet on you, then, you know, they're going to rub the skin right off your feet. You're just going to have chicken nuggets. Good to know. Good advice from a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, remember when you were your kid and you were in the pool and your feet would come out and they'd be all scraped to bones? Yeah. Crocs, yeah. water. Not a good combo. Okay. Well, I'm glad we know this now. <laughs> now, now you know. Um, but yeah, uh, specifically dudes, yeah, I'm a gender. This specifically, dudes, uh, make sure that your boys know it's it's a very short life. Ideal as a counselor, a lot of grief and a lot of death. And as we get older and we get into working in an industry, we rarely see our friends. So let them know when you're with them, like, hey man, I appreciate you. I love you, man. You know, you ain't shit. Go fuck yourself. But also, like, thanks for showing up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Spencer comes to my graduation, flies in. You know, Moses drives six hours, stays up till three a.m., mm-hmm. goes to graduation. And then and then hits the road all the way back to Michigan's in those six hours. I mean, the dude, we all had like three hours sleep that day. Uh, yeah. And he did it because he wanted to be there because you know that's my pops' dog, uh, mm-hmm. and he wanted to see me graduate. But also, he did a lot just for pops. And so that meant a lot. Me and pops obviously appreciated him. We told him a lot. Mm-hmm. These things, you know, they're, they're subtly there. And Moses will barely act soft with you, but he'll break every mm-hmm. once in a while, and you be like, "Oh, this motherfucker's human." Shit, he's not a robot. Huh. Yeah, I know he's not just some demonic sea monster. Um, Jeez, <laughs> David Jones is that yeah. you? <laughs> David Jones is locker. Um, 
So just remember that, folks. Uh, appreciation can go a long way. I know we talk about it many times, but when it comes to we, make sure that both people are getting credit, affirmed, validated, and then move on. The last thing you do is want your partner or friend, coworker to resent you. And also, mm-hmm. if you're a parent, give your kids some of that gratitude and that affirmation because if they keep just working, 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 and then you're never fucking happy, the kid's going to end up deform or having a lot of deformed you know, attachment styles and they're always going to be anxious and, and then they're going to think that you're neglectful and you hate them. So those of us that aren't the best with those things, if you got children, make sure that they know that you love them because one day you mm-hmm. will pass on and die and they're going to be like, well, fuck, I don't even know if my dad loved me. Right. Say it. Do it. Show it. And if you're not the best at it, then find a way that works for you. Find a way. All right, brother. I'm excited that we got to touch on that one um, because I think that'll help the most people out that one. The other ones were good for us to talk to about racial stuff, yeah. cultural stuff, protecting mm-hmm. people in the workplace. And then also, uh, you know, kind of how therapy works. And you you navigated me on to talk about some of the therapeutic things and how those operate and how mm-hmm. I help people with rational thoughts that are having irrational thoughts. There you go. All right. Look at that. That's how we do it. Let's in a disrespect. There it is. Okay. All right. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Like we said in the beginning, go check out all of our great collaborators, Bubs Naturals, uh, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, Two Nerds Candle Company, and Cat and Raven Company. All great products. Go check them out. Use a discount code to get your products from them. If you ever think, oh, man, I wish I could buy a candle. We got two candle companies you can get from. So one, you can actually get 20% off. So yeah, you can get it. You can get it. Uh, Sounds way worse when you say it like this. You can get it. There's a Salim laugh. Yeah, I know. That was a Salim laugh. I'm glad you caught that. I know. All right. And go check out our merch. We have great stuff on there as well. With that, I'm Spencer. That's Naz. This is the Different Spectrums Podcast. All right, homies. Much love. And remember, take care of yourself. Or don't. That's completely up to you. Good luck. Peace. Bye.